0: perspectives this is your host Shruti Jain and this is a space where we are going to talk about relationships dreams interesting stories at times nothing so basically life in general Uh, the idea to start this podcast was that I have been listening to a lot of them over the period of this lockdown and they have really really helped me to not only increase my knowledge add value to my life but also I get to listen to so many different people with different perspectives and worldviews on anything and everything so I really like that idea of and you know whenever I've gone through a bad phase like listening to somebody who has gone through something relatable has always sort of been very uh, soothing in a way (laughs) But yeah, so that is the whole reason even I wanted to share the same which was shared with me and thus I have started this podcast. Hopefully I can continue it for a lot longer amount of time. Well, enough about me. Let me introduce you to the first guest today. Well, he's a very talented person. He's an engineer by profession, photographer by passion and is the founder of the Humans of Delhi page, uh, based out of Delhi, obviously, in on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm very, very grateful to have him as my first guest today. In fact, it was only after working with him that I realized how much I wanted to do this so badly. So yeah, please let me help welcome my very dear friend and the first guest on this podcast, Divyam, single. Hi, Divyam. Welcome on the podcast.
1: Thanks, Shruti, Thank you for having me here, and I'm I'm so happy I'm the first guest here. So that that means a lot to me.
0: So, how is it going? It's the Diwali weekend. How has it been for you?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm good now. So I I had a really bad cough uh, last month. So. Hafte tak bahut, bahut bura tha so I hadn't been doing anything, be it my office work or doing Humans of Delhi, in fact. That was a really bad time, I wasn't feeling very motivated, but now I feel motivated again and I'm in a good shape and I'm, I'm happy that you also decided to interview me at this time.
0: Hey, that's good to know, I'm glad that you're doing much better now. Somehow Delhi and Mumbai have become the heart of diseases in the past two years. So it's a little scary, specifically when you get cough and cold these days. So I'm glad you're doing good. Moving on, uh, so let's start by talking about your education. So you graduated in 2013, right?
1: I graduated in 2013 with a degree in mathematics and computing
0: and after
1: that you did your mba uh yes so i worked for 6 years uh, at various companies of various sizes so i my first job was at dell emc which in bangalore i worked over there for a year as a software engineer then i did my uh, own startup then i was in, in my latest role i was working with zomato where i transitioned into a product management role um, so that's that's brief history of of, of my uh, career experience uh, where i transitioned from a very technical role as a software engineer to go towards product management and after that i went for my mba as you also mentioned
0: oh nice i didn't know this much so i'm i'm very intrigued to know like you know how was this entire journey for you like from you went from a software engineer to a product manager and now you are also gradually working towards something you actually love that is humans of delhi you are the founder so like how has this transition been for you uh
1: so do you want me to talk more about uh, my professional transition or do you want to talk more about humans of delhi in this question i
0: would like to know about both of them <laughs> i'm sure it will be interesting to know
1: okay uh let me let me start with uh, product management so I think when I joined uh, this course in uh, mathematics and computing back in 2008, uh, I, I studied at IIT Delhi and that time I had some interest in in programming and writing code and I found that to be a very creative thing to do. And I think that was the one of the reasons that I uh, decided to do this course, learn more about computer science. Uh, but, you know, uh, when you... Uh, after graduating, when you start with a job as a software engineer, that's when you tend to realize that just creativity you uh, programming or coding, ho, you don't get to apply that much of creativity while on job. Then that time you are given very specific things to do and you don't scope your creativity. And I think that is something I was missing a lot. And that's how or that was the reason why I slowly transitioned into a uh, product management role. Uh, I mean, if you if you still want to keep doing coding and want to stay creative, I think the best thing to do is to start your own start. Something like um, Mark Zuckerberg did. He loved to code and then he just started his own startup. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to have a job. Uh, So, yeah that that was the best thing to do to transition into product management, and then the other thing that I also did was of course uh went of Delhi, as you also talked about um so while I was in college, I was doing a lot of photography, participating in photography competitions um ri- i was also writing um and third thing that I was doing a lot was going around the city of of delhi so i would i would pass participate in a lot of quizzes uh, it's defence, LSR, lo- lot of colleges. So I think these these were the three things that I was enjoying a lot while I was in college. Uh, photography, writing, and going around the city of Delhi. So uh, while I was in uh, my job, which is roughly around twenty fifteen, end of twenty fifteen, I think. So that's when I thought, ki how can I, uh, you know be stay creative again do all those things that i was doing while i was in college and i think that's uh, that's uh that's when i also stumbled upon uh, humans of new york page and i thought Ki haan, this is something i can do in delhi as well uh i know a fair bit of photography i can write decently and i also love going across around the city of delhi so i thought okay I can combine all these th- thing, three things together and Humans of New York seemed like a good concept. So, I did, that, that's how I decided to start off with Humans of Delhi.
0: And and Delhi it in itself has so much history. Like, there's so many monuments around the city that you can just walk around and, you know, never feel bored. So, uh, whenever I've visited Delhi, I have... I have visited Delhi on my own as well. Like I've gone around the city, visited several places, and it doesn't matter to me. Like you know, it's it's always amusing because you come. I will always come across some sort of tomb or monument which I have never seen, and then there will be so much because the Mughals also had their the Sultanate. The Mughals had uh, were there for a very long amount of time. For me, Calcutta is like you know the city has a very artistic vibe and the people here matter to me a lot but in Delhi I can just go around without you know thinking a lot like uh, I remember when I was a kid I went to Akshardham, and I was blown away by that
1: place Akshadam is, is fairly recent I think it's what about 15 years old or something but there's so many monuments like 1000 or 2000 years Monuments. There's this place called Mehrauli in south of Delhi. यहाँ पे neighbourhoods के the, the beach, no monuments Not all monuments are protect, are E S I protected. So there are you would always find a few monuments in a nook and corner there which is not really or very seriously protected by the government, but it is it is there.
0: And the city get, keeps getting connected each and every day now. I mean the metro stations now connecting noida gurgaon and now they're also making metro stations to connect to Meerut as well so yeah it it, it just keeps on growing and growing and you know just more and more history becomes a part of it every day
1: right yeah that's true Uh, i mean uh, i i think uh, a lot of people think of city of gurgaon as a city of concrete and software and all that but even in in a city like gurgaon there are a few places uh, which are quite old uh, and people would would uh, enjoy those for their uh, for, for for its uh, historical value really
0: even i thought gurgaon was like you know the it hub and it it is a fairly new part of the city so it does not have anything old going back to coding you are one of the first few people who has who has told me that you know coding is creative process for you because you know with this thing of following your passion and you know leaving nine to five voila jobs people just keep on saying that I at least in whatever I have heard is in my circle is that coding is not at all a very creative process you just sit in front of a laptop for hours and hours and it's very technical so it's interesting to know that you it was your creative outlet at
1: that point yes and i think uh, that's true about uh, a lot of things and uh, in the end it boils down to whether you're doing it for yourself or you're doing it for someone else so uh, writing like writing will be a very creative thing right but when you're doing it for someone else you you have to stick to a fixed template or a fixed topic and that's when you start to lose your creativity same with with coding when you when you're writing a, some software where you're building a very interesting app. At least something, some app that you yourself find very interesting, and you just want to code it out. It's going to be uh, very uh, something very creative. But when you're working in a company, and you are working for them, make, making an app for them. Of course, it's not going to be creative. So I think we can apply that to a lot of things. You know, coding, coding, writing, or you know, a lot of a lot of things basically. Um,
0: obviously, there are different ways to express creativity, but what happens with most of the companies is that they're not very open to new ideas very easily. For example, even though um, they want new ideas, they will want you to uh, think in a certain way and if you are thinking something which is out of the box, it is not very easily welcome. And for example, like to talk in terms of the coding perspective, I think if if you're trying to build a website and if somebody tells you you know the website needs to be this way and this is exactly what i want then there is no scope for you to innovate like there is not a lot which you can do so yeah in the end like sort of gets confined to one zone. again i don't have a lot of idea about coding but yeah that is what my friends also tell me
1: right of course
0: so like tell me a little more about your college life like h- how was it oh, by the way where have you studied for college completely slipped my mind
1: so uh, i studied at iit delhi uh, i did a five year course in mathematics and computing from 8 to 13
0: you we went to iit delhi and so how did you get in get into photography like were you always into it as a kid or did you develop an interest in it when while you were at
1: college uh i think it was something that i was enjoying uh, from from childhood ki bachpan mein a reel camera so, hota uh, tha whenever we would go on uh, on a family trip um uh, so i would be the one who would be clicking pictures so would pictures kam one thi family ki clicking pictures. because i would be the one Uh, who would be clicking those pictures or uh, in in 2000s when um, camera technology finally came to mobile phones i think i was the first ones to to get one of one of those phones so i was just go around
0: which class was it
1: sorry which
0: which class class which class did you get your first phone
1: when I joined college, when I joined college in 2008, that's when uh, my parents gifted me a... Uh, so, it, it was a Sony phone. It was a 2-megapixel Sony phone, and 2-megapixel ba- was a big deal at that time. I mean, even having a uh, camera phone was a big deal, but a 2-megapixel was a very big deal. It was a camera. It was a big phone which pretty much looked like a camera, and then I would just go around clicking from that. So, I think... Uh, Photography is something that I've always enjoyed. I didn't know what theme that I really want to uh, have, have a presence on. Um, and of course, when I was on Instagram or Facebook, I didn't make a page So if anyone was doing photography, kar raha hota tha, people would do it just, just, just as a hobby, not to show it to other people. Uh, maybe i mean of course professional log to thi, but not not everyone would be doing it um yeah so I, I i was just saying that by the time it it was 2015 it was it was quite clear that you don't have to be a professional to show your skills to show your photography to the world and that's that's when i started doing news of of delhi tab internet bhi itna Itna nahin, speed itne, internet speed achi hoti, time. so of course text wale status updates instead of uploading pictures or videos to to, plus of course you needed to have a professional camera you could not click from your mobile phone they were not the uh, platforms were like Instagram were not there so i mean there are a lot of reasons why it was it was only limited to professionals. Which was a good thing for me or as well that I was learning at that and by the time I had learned sufficiently that at that time I had discovered things like doing it on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And, and in those days, I remember that uh, not everybody has a, had a DSLR. Owning a DSLR was somebody very, very rare. And now, here everyone has one, like almost everybody just could they own a DSLR and all.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, my first DSLR was a Canon 550D, which I bought in 2012, and it was a lot of Total 50,000 uh, along with the 18135mm lens. I mean, it would go from really wide to really zoomed in. And uh 50,000, I was like, I don't parents, I would buy and then I would uh, buy this camera. So I think 2010, I had a DSLR and for the next two years, I would, uh, you know, make websites for a lot of people and I would ch- charge like 5,000 or 10,000 rupees for making a website. And by making a few websites in the next two years, I was able to get about 50,000 rupees and that's when I got a 550D
0: and 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 how old were you when you were doing this because you graduated in twenty fifteen right
1: so about twenty years old when I was about twenty years old that's when I would be when I started making websites for so to ek, I think my first project was with the so aims aims of cultural festival un so un website banayata. so uh so I somehow got in touch with them and they wanted to get a website done. so that was the first project I get. Then I made one for for a, for a an author, then for a startup, and I did it, it was 50000 in two years.
0: Wow. So the rates, matlab, so I have I have a few friends back in college who we were doing website designing. And this is like 2018 20, 20, or 2019. And when they were also starting off, they also get 510K. So basically the rates have not changed in spite of you know, this pattern for the past 10 years. 10 years ago, the price is which
1: is very weird.
0: So I still don't understand how did you manage to get this amount back then?
1: Ha yeah, to so a lot of things have changed in website designing, right? Now there are so many tools like this Wix or WordPress themes. I mean, there was... But तब people ज़्यादा aware of it and there weren't any themes. Now everything There's this new thing called Webflow I think. Which is, which is pretty cool. So uh, I think since it has become so much easier to make a website. There's space as well now. That's also a reason that it's 10
0: And this is the fact that, you know, people want high-class work, very high-quality work, but they're not ready to shell out money.
1: And specifically in creative fields?
0: Oh, creative field? Not at all. Creative field the answer is, why do you need so much money for this? No, we will not pay you so much. Why? Not working as hard as the corporate people.
1: Unless you become a famous painter or something. And then they want to shell out crores of rupees for your for a painting just a mark a mar pure white canvas. Or even I mean I, I I've even seen white canvases. Purely white canvases getting sold for millions of dollars.
0: With one dot, with one dot in it.
1: And even even without a dot. Just a white canvas.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh perspective ki value. Hoti hai, it's how you look at it people can sell you anything
1: i think perspective ki value hoti hai ya phir, uh, people just tend to start start relating to to the artist logo ko us artist ki philosophy hai, wo us, uski philosophy ko follow karna hai and all that to, then this person is making whatever picture they would just 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 love it ya phir, uh, agar, Instagram the context of Instagram, once people start following you for a long time on your on your Instagram account, they start they start to understand what philosophy you follow or whenever you're putting a picture, what 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 is going on in your head, they're able to understand that. And that's when, when you're putting something very abstract. It's abstract, very abstract for someone who has not been following you for a long while or doesn't know you much. But someone who knows you, understands you. They have a very abstract picture and they know and they have no artist. So that could also be a reason why those blank canvases get, get sold for millions of dollars. Maybe they see some shade of of white or yellow in it, which others are not, and they know why by, by this specific shade was chosen or something. Yeah, yeah,
0: totally. And uh, uh, even on Instagram, for example, there are people who are who are there completely blindly following trends, which is obviously their choice and all of that. I'm not demeaning them, but uh, there are celebrities also who who just post whatever they want and just do not care how the audience is reacting to it because it's it's exactly who they are. Like, for example, I mean, I mean, like, uh, everybody is so different and they post their own jokes and eventually build up an audience because uh oh, this these kind of jokes are us type ka audience ka niche and all of that ha different people find different things funny so yeah um, even a comedian for that matter uh, attracts an audience according to you know their content
1: right yeah exactly so let's say someone who 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 loves virat kohli freely follows virat kohli uh, virat kohli Jim mein ek dumbbell me picture daalega they they would just understand ki kyo dali hogi picture and they would like it comment on it or whatever but if if i put a Dumble picture i don't know <laughs> wo context context sochenge, and i'm not sure if they would like this or not
0: yeah yeah totally um but but i i want to talk to you at this point about humans of new york and like when that page started and i came across that page i was very intrigued because brandon the owner who started it he literally used to interview people on the streets there was no sort of hierarchy on who would be interviewed or who would be not he would just pick up random people and so anybody and everyone could be a part of that page and you know that really interested me what was your reaction to that like
1: right uh, so what's what's your question again
0: so so what i'm trying to ask here is that you know when humans of delhi started sorry humans of new york started back then it was such a big rage because there was nothing like it as far as i'm aware of and uh it was such a new concept a different concept and you know you got to read stories and it was one of a kind and even at that point i remember that photography wasn't looked upon in this way this was a very new way of uh taking combining photography and stories so like what was going on in your head like you know what was your first reaction when you saw that page and all of that
1: okay so uh So uh, before stumbling upon uh, Humans of New York, Brandon Stanton's Humans of New York in, I think, 2015, uh, I had been following this page called The Delhi Wala for a long time. And so Humans of New York, since in the end it's New York, it's an American city and I guess the most famous city of America, In fact, probably the most uh, famous city or the most loved city, uh, on on the on the whole planet. And this person starts this blog in the city of New York called Humans of New York, and that's why this blog got a lot of traction and a lot of people came to know about it, and a lot of people started believing that this is the first time this concept is happening. Uh, but this concept, this this is a concept of being a flaneur, and it has been happening for for a long while. Uh, I mean, Sadio centuries ago, people. kitabon mein the, uh Facebook pe likh, uh likh rahe and even if you if even even if you uh, stick to just to the internet even before Brandon Stanton there was this guy called uh, uh, Mayank Austin Sufi uh, his real name is Mayank Singh but he calls himself Mayank Austin Sufi he started the Delhi Wala in 2007 I think uh, where uh, instead of just having first person uh, write-ups which Uh, Brandon does he he would do it in a combination of first person and third person Um, pretty much on 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 a similar concept and he uh, he has documented thousands tens of thousands of stories and much 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 more than uh, the number of stories he was of New York has done so that that page is something which had really motivated me to to do something similar in the city of Delhi uh, when I stumbled upon Humans of New York, I got to understand that this name, having this name, Humans of whatever De- Delhi or X Y Z, is going to be something very cool. Too, I thought this could be a very good format that I can start with to have just one first-person interviews and then expand into other things, having a combination of first-person and third-person, and instead of just talking about humans, talking about monuments, places in Delhi, things like that, which I I have started to do now uh, so yeah uh, in, in short what I'm trying to say is uh, s- the person who has motivated me to do Humans of Delhi I would I would rather say it's uh, the Delhi Wala Mayankast Sufi but Brandon Stanton's Humans of New York helped me understand what what could be the format I can I can start with
0: yeah yeah and, and it's just something that you know while starting off you could refer to something like this and you know i think it was a good starting point but but uh, this delhi wala this guy he started long before brandon stanley like he was there much before him you are saying
1: yeah yeah so i think uh, so uh, i maybe i'm getting the not getting the years right but roughly it's 2007 for the delhi wala and 2008 or maybe 9 for humans of new york
0: oh okay i thought that Humans of New York was the first page to be a page-wide like this and eventually everybody followed suit. Mm, Okay. And uh, if I'm not wrong, you cover a lot of other things also, right? Apart from stories, you like covering monuments, historical places in Delhi, like everything related to Delhi. I remember having a conversation with you and you said that uh, you love... Covering every aspect of Delhi, whether it's people, stories, eateries, monuments, etc.
1: Yeah, I mean, any everything except eateries because I feel I don't want to be called a food blogger. But everything about Delhi apart from food is what I would want to cover.
0: <laughs> but but Delhi is known for its food. Why don't you want to cover food then? It's
1: one of the biggest rows of Delhi yeah of course of course but I don't know somehow I get more interested in things which are more historical and food sounds more I mean of course food may be historical but uh, food is more contemporary uh, monuments and all it's more historical and I really like this idea of you know some random finding some random human next to uh a, a, an obscure uh, monument in the city of delhi and then doing a story which is an amalgamation of the story of that monument and story of that random human i found next to it so that that is that is some something unique i've discovered in the last one year and that is something i want to continue writing on so if you if you go to uh, humans of delhi's page and you see uh, uh, out of last 10 or 15 stories you'll find three or four stories like that
0: Yeah, I remember like, you know, one of the stories recently which were posted, it was also along one of the monuments only, I don't remember the name honestly, but it was a woman in a burqa who was skateboarding around the entire city, the monument I mean, and it immediately caught my eye and after reading the story also, it was very fresh and inspiring to read that.
1: Mm yeah and coincidentally the timing of that story was also such that that a lot of people ended up liking and sharing that 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 story so uh, us time per, i think i i took that story in the month of august and nearly about about the same time um, uh, america the the, the us had, had decided to withdraw its soldiers from afghanistan so afghanistan was not in news and this woman she was an afghan refugee from about 15 years Pandra sal se in uh, india delhi me and this woman she was she had her burqa on and she was skating which was uh, <laughs> sort of a juxtaposition of of two two very different things uh, and then she was uh, she was doing it in sundar nursery which which is recently, which was recently opened in, I think in two thousand nineteen or eighteen, and this place has a lot of monuments. So she was skating next to these monuments. She is wearing this burqa, and then she's skating, and then she's an Afghan refugee at a time uh, when Afghanistan is a lot in news. So that 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 made this story very interesting to to uh, to the people. I I really love it when people are ready to share their experiences or or share what their what bothers them or what they're scared of or any anything that is uh, anything traumatic that, that 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 has happened in their lives. When when people share that, I I really appreciate it and I really love them for for doing that because one of course it brings brings out a great story for for people to read and at the same time. Uh, anyone who's facing a similar problem is in a similar situation. They are able to see that akela ya there are so many people who are facing similar problems and it becomes sort of a support group. Even uh, who, whichever person is sharing such a story, people are, uh, people give really meaningful, really helpful comments. And then uh, a lot of time I get, uh, I get messages, ki, uh, you know, this story really helped me a lot. Uh, I was also facing this similar problem and thank you for sharing this story of another human who's facing the same problem. So that is something I've, uh, I have, I, I really love it when, when such a thing happened and I feel that uh, I started this thing as something which interested me, I mean, photography, writing, being in Delhi or whatever, but um, in the end, it, it is also helping helping people in a way which I was not, not really expecting when I started out. Hmm.
0: So, talking about vulnerabilities, like, what were the different thoughts going on in your head when you started working towards Humans of Delhi? I mean, you were working as a product manager, right? And then, simultaneously, you started this page. So, you were in this process of sort of shifting spaces, I mean, mentally and professionally, was it difficult? Because I always feel that when you've not studied something academically, for example, like, if you're moving into an IT field after studying engineering, I don't think it is that difficult. But if you're moving into something which you've not studied for academically, pursued it ever, then and also like, there are not a lot of people around you doing that. So, it, it, it the first step is always a little more difficult. Remember, like, even though you did not start this out as a full-time thing, but when we spoke much before the podcast, you definitely wanted, you told me you want to pursue this full-time.
1: Right, I would agree. And I would also throw in another variable here. Uh, it also depends on your financial situation. So, let's say, uh let's say you have parents who are earning or you have a sibling who's who's earning and uh, no one really no one in your family really depends on what you are earning then it becomes much easier for you to uh you know pursue something uh, creative and not really worry about the consequences uh, but when you know that maybe you're the only child of your parents let's say and your parents are retired or they don't earn much they are really uh they are suffering from a medical condition and that's that is if you let's in such a situation and we are in a country like india we're not in a de- developed nation where there is a lot of social security so you have to be the one who uh, need to take care of your family of course it's going to be difficult for you to even thinking of jumping into something creative uh, which is not paying you by creative it could also mean you know doing your startup coding things out yourself for your uh, for, for yourself that is also something creative so uh, of course venturing into something new which is not going to pay you immediately it's going to be very difficult in those situations as as well so for me uh, if i talk about my situation uh, uh, no one in my family was really dependent on my my income so if i wanted i could have simply jumped into uh, you know doing this uh, humans of delhi few full time from 2015 itself but Despite being in a good situation, thankfully, uh, financially, uh, despite that, I I am not a big risk taker. I tried I like to take take things slow. So uh, even in 2015, uh, when I started, so you, I just started off as a as a side project. Uh, maybe, maybe in the back of my mind, it will probably that I will that this can be something full time. But uh, I didn't want to jump into it straight away
0: also also i feel here is that you know once you start doing a job then obviously there is a sense of obvious sense of stability with it because there is a fixed amount of money coming in and that uh, finan- and that gives you a certain sense of financial independence of course that depends from person to person that you know there will be people who will not care even if they leave the job and ask and might go on asking money from their parents many people don't like that so yeah that depends from person to person but again leaving that job means that you are in a from stability you are moving to a space of chaos space of chaos right and maybe maybe like if you would have not done your job it like a job sort of lowers your risk taking ability in the sense that uh if you might have started out without a job, you might have taken more risks because the stakes were
1: a little low. Right. So uh, when you're, you know, when you're starting something and as long as you start so, and you're announcing it to everyone, that time you can be scared whether I'm going to be successful or not successful with it. But if you don't announce it to anyone, so when I started Humans of Delhi, no one really knew. Even even my parents didn't didn't know that I'm doing this this is such a weird or peculiar thing of going around the city during my during my weekends and taking pictures of people, pictures of strangers in the city. Um, so I wasn't really scared or worried about anything. I just started it started it at, as a hobby. It could have been successful it could have been not successful i wasn't really worried about it for me it was something which was very interesting to do um, and i was just just looking forward to what happens. i just wanted to go with the flow and thankfully it, it gained traction and uh, uh, i realized that this, this could be something which i can do full time um, so yeah that's why when, when we talked recently about um about a month or so ago and i said Ki, ha, maybe a, a couple of years down the line i would want to do this uh full time that is something i'm able to say today or, or in this year when i started off i've it, it, it just started off as a hobby and i wasn't expecting much i didn't want to be in chaos right away i just wanted to have a steady flow of income along with doing this uh, and of course i didn't want to burn myself out by doing doing this every day I, I just wanted to do it, let's say, every weekend so that I'm still enjoying the process of uh, of 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 doing Humans of Delhi. Maybe if I it every day, I'm doing it, maybe I'm not so it would have just become another name. I don't know.
0: And like, what was your parents' reactions to it when they came to know about this page? How did they react?
1: Uh, the year two thousand seventeen, when I was uh, invited by mm, this, the some organization based in Israel. So they invited uh, this uh, humans of bloggers from uh, Buenos Aires, Berlin, Rome, Dublin, and me from from humans of Delhi. And five of us we met at uh, uh, in 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 uh, Israel. Uh, so that was something. Uh, very, which which excited my parents are not and excited me as well, of course. So when that then they realized that it's He He's doing something pretty cool. This is sounds sounds something interesting that he's doing. Uh, in retrospect, I should have probably not gone for this thing <laughs> uh, because uh, I mean. So, uh, in retrospect, I realized that it was sort of a political agenda. Ki, uh, they had, uh, it was an organization which was working closely with the tourism department of Israel, I think. And they would invite, uh, bloggers every year and, uh, uh, they, they would take them around the country of Israel and, uh, they would, so that they, they post good, good things about the, about the country and what, what all good things they are doing, uh, So, so yeah, that's, that, that, that's what it, it was about. And when I posted stories about, uh, about people of Israel and stories from, from that country on my page, that's when I received a lot of flack, Uh, a lot of people replied, commented that why would you, why would you even choose to uh, do this? Why would you choose to go to Israel and say good things about them and all that? So, huh. That's when I realized that maybe this is something I shouldn't have done. Or if I was doing this, maybe I should have also visited Palestine and also shared stories of Palestine and not just uh, stuck to the country of uh, Israel. I think that is a mistake I did. How was the pandemic for you? Like in terms of this page...
0: How did it change the way you interviewed people? Like, for example, initially, though, before the pandemic started, you used to go around the city, but now, how did that change?
1: Uh, it was really boring <laughs> to you know, uh, uh, to schedule an interview, talk to them over the internet, do a zoom call, and then to figure out if there's a story. So. Ha of course, I didn't enjoy the process, but uh, of course, that was the only thing I could do. I could not go ar- around the city, of course. So, huh, that is, that is the truth. That's what I did, and I didn't really enjoy the process. And now, hopefully, I would.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can understand. Okay. Yeah, but at least, well, now things are opening up. Let's just keep our fingers crossed that things don't go haywire again this time. And yeah, we can have a normal life back.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Uh, uh I just the news. Today. So about seventy percent of people have got seventy percent of people above eighteen have got uh, one dose of vaccination, at least one dose of vaccination, and about forty percent above the age of eighteen have got both doses of vaccination. So I I really hope and I really feel that this should not
0: yeah, but <laughs> double vaccination is also not sort of an uh is not ensuring that you know that it is safe to go out there. I mean, in Calcutta, Durga Puja just happened you know during the Navratris, and although people weren't allowed to venture into Pandas, still after the festival, so many cases rose up again that again the lockdown curbs were imposed and uh, roads shut down, and people were allowed to go only up till a certain point of time so double vaccination is never this is not ensuring that you might not catch the virus again so it's still very complicated i feel it's right, nehi, that, makes, constantly. That, sense, that goes on in your head but
1: of course it won't be contained Matlab uh, so i think those are though that i think so and so influen is still there but we've learned to live with the vi or let's say the virus has learned to live with us so i think coronavirus will, will also sooner or later learn to live with us the virus say so humans the fatality rate almost zero um and things will be fine again i mean I'm not an expert but that's what i feel.
0: I wanted to ask you one thing is like, tell us something like, which you've not shared on the page or even, you know, an interesting experience, which might have left an impact on you or anything like that, like, which is not out there at this point, because I imagine that when you're going out, asking people, there will be interesting stuff happening. What was this conference about? Some will be scared, some will be glad to give an interview, like. Anything, anything do you remember?
1: Uh, right. So, yeah, first of all, if if the person is doing something interesting they ja can I take your picture? They also know, ki ye, bol rahe hai, picture? Langi. So, a lot of times they are okay, ki, hai, let's uh, fine, take this picture. And they also, I think, get curious, ki, let's see, do random picture? This is a random event, random stuff. So, uh, I haven't found this to be very difficult. Uh, or if someone is, you know, just sitting and chilling, it's very likely they'll, they'll agree to get themselves clicked. While if someone is walking and Tum usko picture sakte toh, they will probably say no. Uh, yeah, but to coming to a question, anything interesting that has happened which is not there on, on the on the page? Um, so in a way something which is not there on the page and has been something very interesting uh it happened in the year of 2016 yeah yeah it doesn't really matter so uh yeah in the month in 2016 in the month of march the persian new year yeah, you could have uh, gone to Palestine yeah, and so covered was, it, I think. Whatever date it was. So I just great. happened to be but at Lodi Gardens one thing. on Persian New Year. And I see a very uh, Lodi Garden to be very different from how it is usually. Uh, I mean, when I but it was filled with so many people and with so many colorful dresses. And they didn't seem to be people from, from India. They seemed to be people from, uh, you know, Afghanistan, Iran, the Middle East. Se lag rahe the. And they, had, they were wearing really beautiful, really colorful dresses. There were so many kids playing around. There were women sitting there, women, men uh, playing music or doing picnic, eating different kinds of food. And I was surprised, where, who are these people and where are they? So I, asked, I talked to a couple of people and then they told me that this is Persian New Year going on and all of us are uh, Af- Afghani Afghanis. So all those people were Afghan refugees living in the city of Delhi. And I was never aware of the fact that Delhi hosts lakhs of Afghan refugees and has been doing this for the last 20 years. So I posted a couple of stories from that day on on the page. So that is there. But what is not covered on the page is how surprised I was and how vibrant that, that day looked and how how very surprised I was and how happy I was. We are also playing our part. I mean, the city of Delhi is also playing a part in, in the refugee crisis in some way.
0: Nice. And, and I think that such experiences always help because we get exposed to so many different cultures, different classes of people and all of that and it's like at, we do have the tendency of getting surrounded by a certain kind of people, getting comfortable around them and then we don't want to like even explore the possibility of there being other type of people.
1: Yes, I think so. So I have gotten a chance to you know, talk to people from such diverse perspectives from diverse experiences and hence diverse perspectives. And that has really helped me uh, be more, uh, I would say be more accommodating. So maybe I, I think it has helped me be a better human, I believe, by knowing different types of people and understanding their perspectives. And I think that is also a very nice reason for which I've enjoyed doing this. Yeah and and I from here I remember
0: like there was this one story which was recently posted this was during so this was about a woman undergoing COVID so this was when the second wave hit us in this year in the month of April and she was pregnant so obviously because she'd got COVID so in order to keep her baby protected and all of that. She could not meet her for a good three months, even after giving birth, and that story was so moving; it stayed with me for a very long time. After reading,
1: yeah, and I think that story must must have really helped uh, other people who have had a similar experience, and um, and I think as as I also I said a few minutes ago. Ki, this really helps people understand that I'm not I'm not alone, and there are so many people who have had the same experiences, and they it helps them sort of build a support support group of sorts. So, so yeah, that is something I've really liked about you know, these stories. Uh, talking about uh, my experience, what uh, one experience that I recall is uh, about uh, an acid attack survivor so she told me her story and uh, what what we usually hear the, the stories that we usually hear about acid attack survivors is that there was a jilted lover or a one sided lover uh, who just couldn't accept rejection and then they, he or he decided to throw acid on uh, on the on the woman's face because most of the times the uh, the survivor or the victim is is the woman that's i'm using he and she here so uh, but in her particular case this this person uh, he threw acid her at her face only because uh, this guy had stolen something and then this guy uh, and she he was her neighbor and usne kuch chura liya tha and then uh, during police investigation she didn't lie she just told them about whatever whatever she knew about this guy and then this guy was in police remand for a day so this guy f- felt really offended and just for this reason he threw acid at her face so what i understood from this was ki the humans um uh, keval wo jilted lover wala fanda ni hot the blow for whatever reason, if they feel that this person has done wrong to me in their own mind, they just want to one up with the person, and that can also be a reason for someone to take such a such a drastic step. Um, and then uh, in her story, what what also happened was so this person, um, um, so this since he he was he was her her uh, uh, neighbor, uh, no one in that neighborhood liked that guy because of this. Uh, because of this incident and he was cut off from the from the from the whole society and no one really talked to to him in the neighborhood and this guy ends up committing suicide so uh, this is again another thing that really moved me and made me understand keep maybe maybe uh there is uh there is more humanity in the world than we think there is jo log galt karte nahin, a lot of them sooner or later tend to realize that they did something wrong and uh they want to correct it and jo kar hai, wo suicide bhi kar to, uh, yeah that is that was a really uh moving story or a really sort of an eye-opener to me
0: basically like shades
1: of gray yes you can you can you can pretty much say that and your experiences shape a lot of your thoughts and that makes you different but uh, at a very fundamental values we all share the same values another way of putting it that no one is completely white or completely black we are just in shades of gray just the, the shade of grey just, just differs a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's no... No one is completely bad or completely good. I mean... People can end up doing wrong things and still become better human beings or there might be things which have happened at those times which have might have led them to become those human beings. It's always very grey zone. Huh. Thank you. I hope I can reach out to more people but anyways coming back to joker i'm a huge fan of marvel and dc both uh, even when the trilogy was released and the uh, and even though he was an antagonist he was the villain he was not the most widely hated character in fact he was one of the most loved characters after bruce wayne and she up till then we didn't even know the backstory that why is this person like this this todd phillips wala joker came out r- abhi abhi but even back then she was such a widely loved character because he had so so many layers to him
1: yeah uh if if, if i talk about uh the heath ledger wala joker is it because since heath ledger died and after that people started liking that character or is it that people just like the character anyhow even before his death
0: hey, i don't know about that because i didn't know that when i was watching the trilogy so i watched the trilogy a little later after it was released but i don't know that heath ledger had, ledger had passed away and when i saw his character I figured that he's not the regular bad guy. Like, something is happening below, underneath all of that. But I just, obviously, I was too small to figure out what's happening. But I didn't hate hate him.
1: Hmm. Okay, maybe you were mature enough to understand that. Manage up, I really hated that character. <laughs> like, what the fuck is he doing?
0: anyways this can go on forever like we can do an entire podcast on marvel and dc and it'll never end like it can go on for hours you know just before letting you go i just want to ask you that you know if there was something if one you could give yourself some piece of advice back in those days what would it be like would you want to tell your younger self anything
1: i think uh, only thing that i didn't do right was i didn't study and if <laughs> i could get give give advice to a younger younger self i would say ki make good use of your college time in terms of studying i mean of course it depends on what what outcome you are expecting so uh, at that time i wanted to you know work at a google or a facebook and if i studied nicely and uh, you know, maybe I could have gotten sort of, sort of role that I wanted. Uh, but of course, this won't apply to anyone. There are people who just want to enjoy college life. They are not, made, even if they've joined as an engineer, uh, uh, in an engineering college, they don't really want to be a software engineer after four years of their computer science degree. So yeah, it, this advice won't stick to everyone. But yeah, to me, it really sticks. So, uh, and there's a reason for that. So Uh, I went to IIT Delhi as I told you and uh, there are people there's a very small set of people who realize that IIT is just the means and not the end and then there's a huge chunk of people who just who think IIT is the end they don't understand it's just a means to an end and those are the people who lag behind who don't want to you know really put in effort while being there at at college in IIT so I think I was one of those people and if I could uh give an advice to a younger self who was just trying uh, college, I would say ki, the college you're going to IIT Delhi. This this IIT this is a means to an end, and it is not an end right now.
0: And yeah, anyways, college is one of those places where you can sort of explore yourself um uh, in terms of extracurricular activities. What do you like? Of course, there are many chances after that, also, but it is one of the best places because in the pressure, pressure is so. Even if you don't like something, you can, like, figure out things there by being a part of different clubs and all of that. But, but now I think you are also sorted, like, it took you a while to, from uh, startups to product management, and now finally you sort of found your way, right?
1: Took me a while. Took me a long (laughs) time.
0: On that note, I would like to thank you for coming here, for doing this podcast. I am so grateful for you, grateful to you for being the first guest. I have had so much fun doing this. Uh, Like, thank you for sharing all your experiences and, you know, everything. I hope that people can, when people listen to it, they can take away something from it. There are so many things that even I did not know. In spite of us being friends for a while. So yeah, I had a lot of fun. Hope you had the same.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. I really enjoyed having this uh, conversation. And uh, thank you so much for having me as the first guest on your podcast. That means a lot to me, And I wish you all the success with with it. And uh, I hope I, I learned from your experience. And I'm also able to start my podcast somewhere down the line. Uh, maybe you could also help me with that. I'm that I'm really looking forward to make it uh, a a success.
0: <laughs> yes, we will definitely work on that. And yeah, this is your host Shruti Jain signing off for today. Thank you for tuning in, and hope to see you guys soon. If you did like the podcast, then please don't forget to follow the follow it and like our page on Instagram as well.